Happy, happy Monday, Wildcat fans, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. Arizona has a tough going of it against UCLA. There's a lot of things that we can take away from this game. What does it mean going forward? Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, a lot to get to this show, so why don't we just get started? Arizona goes into Pauley Pavilion, gets off to a really, really fast start, and then everything kind of hits the fan right there. And by hits the fan, you know what I mean. So um, let's just basically, all right, Arizona gets off to that fast start. Then UCLA starts chipping ahead, getting into the lead. And then once UCLA got the lead, they essentially never looked back. Arizona got to the point where it was three, you know, would get it down to six. And then UCLA would come right back and hit a three. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at. First of all, uh, certainly wishing the best to Jalen Clark right there um, on the Achilles injury. Seems like an absolutely fantastic kid and a great player. And we're certainly wishing him nothing but the best. Um, but as far as Arizona goes... Uh, this was a mess of a game. First, the one guy that you got to get, you got to tip your cap to a little bit is Azulus Tabellis. You know, been a lot of people that have been on him, a lot of people saying, what the heck's going on with Zoo, this, that, and the other. Um, but you know what? Azulus Tabellis had answered the call in this game, and he answered the call in a way that he needed to. Um, you know, we'll talk about him a little bit later on in the broadcast, but this was a conglomeration of errors across the board for the University of Arizona. And, you know, honestly, let's just start up front and work our way backwards. Umar Ballo is terrible. Um, as the season goes on, I think we know this about Umar Ballo. He is a, he's a good college player, no doubt about it, but he is heavy handed. He's also, we move somewhat. You know, he doesn't move great, to put it mildly. And um, that's just kind of, you know, that's the way that it is. Against good teams, he can be good. John Schuster put it very well the other day where he said, listen, I'd like to see him just try to dunk the ball on people. And he started to try to do that at the end of the game. But by then, it's a little bit too late. He's got he's got tough hands. I mean, he's, his hands are not great. Um, you know, there's really no other way around it. His hands just, uh, his hands will always be somewhat of an issue. Um and again, Arizona needed him to Arizona needed him, quite frankly, to step up and be that guy because as we've talked about all year, UCLA, one of their uh, one of their few weaknesses is they're not very big up front. And that's been, you know, that's kind of the uh that's just kind of their MO. So if Arizona was gonna win this game, they had to get a big performance out of zoo, and they just didn't get it. Um, Arizona, I think is, uh, Arizona is going to be in good spot going forward, but you needed Azulis Tabellis to be able to dominate here. And not only did Azulis Tabellis not, I mean, excuse me, Umar Ballo, not only did Umar Ballo not do that, Umar Ballo, you know, was basically missing in action. There were a lot of guys who were missing in action, but again, we're just kind of starting up front right there. Um, I think with, uh, I think with this team though, 
if if Ballo doesn't dominate against the small teams, you become very vulnerable very, very quickly. And I think that's what the Arizona Wildcats found out right there. You got to get more out of Umar. Again, not asking him to be DeAndre Ayton, but I'm also asking him to be better than that. Um, now. Uh, then moving on, uh, Cedric Henderson, not very good today. Uh, <laughs> to put it mildly, said uh, said struggled. Um, but you also got to remember, we're going to hold said to a little bit of a different standard, mainly because said is uh, you know said was brought in as a grad transfer to be a a good rotational player, a good role piece, but he wasn't brought in to be he wasn't brought in to be a star, and you know, the, and there's nothing wrong with that. So again, going to hold him to a little bit of a different standard, but man, he was tough. It was tough to watch him out there as well. A lot of people, a lot of players, really picked their a, a bad night to have their worst games out there, to put it mildly. Um, but you know, again, said has been solid all season. Certainly, uh, overall, big picture, overall, very happy with what he's been able to do. Um, Courtney Ramey. Um, yes, uh, <laughs> that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from a guard. Um, it, he looked disinterested. He looked like he didn't want to be out there. Um, he looked careless. You name it, Courtney Ramey probably checked off that box in a negative way against Arizona or against UCLA. And we've talked about this pretty much all season. Arizona needs Courtney Ramey to Arizona needs Courtney Ramey to be good. Arizona, because again, he is he's got more physical talent than Kirk Creasa. He's got you know, again, he's he's a player that we've seen can go for 25 points, can go for 28 points, and he can make it look easy in the process. That's where uh, I think it's a little bit frustrating for Arizona fans because he can be better. He can be um, – he can do that. But, again, this was a tough game. And I think what's frustrating about the Ramey performance is that – he was, it looked like he, again, it looked like he just kind of didn't care out there. And that is a big problem um, because the turnovers looking away from the ball, um, uh, looking away from the ball when it's being tossed to you, um, just kind of carelessly dribbling it, just basically a lot of different things right there that were very, very um, disconcerting i'll put it to you like that i think that's what was frustrating about everything for the university of arizona now with uh then kirk Risa, i beat him up a little bit on twitter i was probably a little too hard on him but we also know at this point too that kirk Risa is limited again he's a good assist guy he's not a, and it's certainly not a bad player anybody that says he sucks is dumb um but uh you watch him, and you can just tell he's not a great shooter. I think that's I think that's fair to say by now. You know, I'm not really pulling any punches right there. Not a great shooter, and not only not a great shooter, uh, he's certainly a guy that defensively is not a great, uh, you know, defensive player. And if you're not going to do that, you're going to need Arizona is going to need guys to be able to step up and, uh, you know, take that burden. And again, at Arizona. Um, that's just not, you know, we've grown up watching great point guards. We've grown up watching, um, you know, the Damon Stoudemires, the Mike Bibbies, the Jason Terrys, the Jason Gardners. Um, and he's just not in that mix. Now, again, you can certainly win with him, but you got to be able to build around him in a, in a certain manner. And not only do you have to build around him in a certain manner, 
you have to uh, have certain pieces around and the margin for error is just not nearly as great against uh, good teams with Kurt out there if he's not playing good ball and generally against the good teams he's not he's not stepped his game up but I also don't write him off the reason I don't write him off is this is because he's shown the ability to make uh, good uh, to make big plays down the stretch and he's shown that time and again and I think with Arizona, you're just going to try, or with Kirk Creasa, you're just going to have to kind of take the good with the bad. I would like to see them upgrade that position. I would like to see, um, I would like to see them get some more talent in there. I guess to put it mildly. Um, but again, this was a from the starters. This was just a tough. Uh, this was just a tough performance all the way around. There's really no other way to put it. Um, you know, sometimes you come in, you're like, well, you know, if you'd done this, if you'd done this, there's too much of that to name. And again, I don't want to make it out like Arizona lost by 25 points, but it kind of felt like that because it felt like they just weren't quite on the same playing court or playing. Well, I was almost said playing field. They're not on the same playing field. Um, now, looking ahead then, well, we're going to look ahead. We'll look ahead tomorrow, though. But let's keep going again on this roster, though, and then we're going to talk about UCLA a little bit. Uh, Kylan Boswell was absolutely fantastic. Um Colin Boswell was the goods. And you can tell um, that the more that Boswell plays, the better that he's going to be and the better that this team is going to be. Um, he is uh, he is so much better than I thought he was that he was going to be this year. And honestly, um, uh, you know, he uh, he was big time. He was big time out there, and he's been big time pretty much all season. Um, where, uh, what does this mean? I'd like to see, again, he's not going to start this year. Not saying to start him because, again, that doesn't really matter at this point, but I'd like to see him get more minutes for sure. Um, and next year, I need to see him have the ball in his hands. I need him to be the starting point guard. He's got more upside than Kerr, he can just do more things than Kerr. He's better than Kerr. Um, and that's not a slight to Kerr because you need to remember, though, that uh, Kerr Creasa has led the conference in assists the last two years. And, you know, again, like we talked about, made some timely shots. But when you factor in the defense, when you factor in the uh, the shooting, the lack of, uh, um, you know, just kind of the lack of across the board uh, ability at some points, you're looking at a limited product right there. But again, Kylan Boswell um, was absolutely absolutely great and i think that's something that we can um i think that's something that we can realistically expect going forward because again once the shot starts falling and you can tell he gets a little bit more pep in his step um and that's where uh, arizona i think becomes a better team because you've got a player you got a player in uh you've got other players out there but he's the only one that can really drive the engine in a manner in which he can so um, that's, uh, that's kind of, that's the good thing right there. Pella Larson thought Pella was fine, you know, one great, but again, Pella's a role player. Um, Pella is a, uh, and th there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, uh, again, role players are going to be, um, up and down. They're not going to be, Pella's not going to go into a game generally and be able to carry you. And I think going into this year, a lot of people were thinking that, man, Pella Larson, maybe he can be that guy to carry Arizona. He's not really built like that. And again, it's not a problem. Um, 
but you know, um, if you don't have, but he can play good defense. He can finish around the hoop. Um, he can make the time. He can make some threes. But again, role player, not so. Arizona certainly got to get better players in there. Again, we're going to talk about that a little bit more on the next show. But let's talk about Built Bar. All right, now Built Bar. Built Bar is where it's at. You look at the big, strong teams out there in college basketball, and you think to yourself, man, what are they consuming to get so big? Built Bar is probably what they're consuming because here's the deal. With Built Bar, you go, a lot of people go into a game and they're like, or you know, go into a workout and they're like, I got to eat this paste next or whatever the case may be. There is none of that with Built Bar. Um, and with Built Bar, you think to yourself, man, I don't have to eat that chalky paste. I get to eat something that tastes like a cupcake. That's where you get it. You can get it at all your GNCs. I like the blueberry, but a lot of people like different stuff. Check it out, though. You'll never be disappointed. Built Bar. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about a little bit what UCLA did. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about UCLA. First of all, I'd vote for Jaime Hawkes for player of the year in the conference. Um, I don't really subscribe to the best player on the best team. I think that's generally a lazy analysis. And honestly, I think it's, a, like I said, I think it's a little bit lazy. I think we can do better than that. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think that he's the dog. He's the dude that... Uh, He's the dude that, you know, you watch him and uh, you're like, all right, man, he he gets it. He wants it. And even though he didn't have a great game, he, he's carried that team. He's been fantastic. Uh, he's been fantastic for the Bruins. There's, there's no other way around it. He would get my vote. I don't have a vote. I'm not that cool. But if I did have a vote, I would vote for uh, Jaime Hawkes. Then you got Tiger Campbell. Uh, Campbell's one of those guys. I got beat up a little bit on Twitter. I don't care. Tiger Campbell is one of those dudes, though, that um, you don't really realize how he. Uh, you don't really realize just how good he is until you see the game, until you watch the game. You don't can't really tell by the box score. You can't really tell by the, uh, you know, what's going on, uh, you know, from a. 30 point perspective, but you can watch him though. And you can tell that, man, he good, you know, he's good. <laughs> and, um, he controls the game in a way that, you know, Arizona kind of had with Mike Bibby. Um, Mike Bibby was, in my opinion, is one of the two best players in basketball, uh, at the university of Arizona. And it wasn't necessarily because of all the stats. I mean, granted his accolades were through the roof, you know, first team, all American Pac 12 player of the year, second pick in the draft. But, he was you every single game you went into, he was controlling that game. And Tiger Campbell's got a little bit of that to him that he can have 14 points, five rebounds, four assists. And you're like, well, and he still dominated the game. He still controlled the game. 
it's a special gift that he's got right there for sure. It's definitely a special gift. Um, and I think it's something that, you know, as a Arizona fan, I just kind of tip my cap to because, um, uh, you know, we've seen that before. And I think with, uh, with the cats, you know, that's uh, something that you'd like to see. I'd like to see a, you know, a point guard be able to do that for Arizona. Then Jalen Clark, again, wanted to speak on him really quickly. Um, in my opinion, he's one of the five best players in the conference. He's been absolutely fantastic for the Bruins this year. Looks like he's probably done with a torn Achilles. That's not been confirmed, although maybe it has been by now. But, um, uh, you know, he uh, he had a he had a great, you know, he uh, he's had a great season. I don't know what the future is going to hold for him because he could come back. But the Achilles, that's a tough injury, man, especially th- late this late in the season. Uh, wish him, uh, wish him nothing but the best because, you know, he exemplifies what's good. Most guys, most players on UCLA, I can't stand. He's one of the guys, he's one of the good ones. And then on top of that, we talked with Matt Muehlbach yesterday. Um, and Matt Muehlbach said the same thing with, uh, it was an interesting situation for, uh, Arizona because, uh, um, with, uh, you watch them. And you watch this. You watch this game, and you're like, "All right, what's going on here? With uh, what's going on here? Why are you helping off a of David Singleton? Because David Singleton is um, probably the best three point shooter in the conference. Not only is he the best three point shooter in the conference, he is a guy that um, when you he makes timely threes, and he's done that his whole career. I mean, let's not sit here and pretend that you know this is something that should have surprised. And Arizona kept holding or kept. Uh, uh, Arizona kept uh, playing off on him, letting him go to the strong side, like Matt Muehlbach said, and do his thing. That can't happen. That can't happen because, again, he's just a shooter. He's only out there for one reason. And not only is he only out there for one reason, um, but he also think he also thinks that um, um, he uh, – he, he, how do I put this? He is, uh, you know, guys like that, there's really no reason for them to get left open because at the end of the day, um, he, uh, he he's a dude that he just shoots. Now, when you got guys that are running off screens, when you got guys, when you got your Salim Stoudemire's, the, um, uh, when you got your Salim Stoudemire's, when you've got your, uh, you know, your, even your JJ Reddick's, those are guys that move off screens, can make plays off the bounce, this, that, and the other. There's none of that with, um, there's none of that with, uh, uh, David Singleton. So the fact that he kept getting threes and he got like 10 of them, you got to stop that right there. You can't let that occur. You just can't let that occur. Um, but that's kind of where we're at now. You look up front then. UCLA, Adem Bona was very, very good for the Bruins. Um, he'd been a good player for them for uh, all season. Curious if he comes back or not. But, you know, between all, all of them and then this is just a tough performance for the Cats. All right. Um, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. We're going to wrap this one up. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now. Now, all right, all is not lost, though. All is not lost. So, Arizona is the second seed going into the tournament. Uh, right now, I think uh, I think some people still have uh, Arizona as a two seed. Arizona wins the tournament. You're probably going to get a two seed out west. 
So again, you've got a lot to play for. We always used to hear that Lute Olson didn't want to play, you know, in these games or didn't want to play in the Pac-12 tournament. Totally get that. But this year you've got things to play for. And again, you're going to have uh, they got that first game Thursday at six o'clock. I'll be up there. Then you've got some other games as well. Then hopefully you get a rematch with UCLA. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. But again, Arizona is still a good team. Let's not sit here and pretend that they're not. There's just a lot that they got to work on. And there's some real limitations involved with this team that, you know, I think uh, Arizona fans just have to live with. But that's where we're at. All right. Now we're going to talk about what Arizona needs to do going forward coming up on the next show. But as always, you have a great rest of your Monday. Appreciate all of you out there. And Stay there and back the A. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the Locked on Wildcats podcast.